0: Hello. I named this My Kid Did What? Because it's been one of those days. And maybe this will help you feel better about your child's developmental path. It's Memorial Day. I had uh, made big plans that fell apart. That was okay. Then I made another new batch of big plans (laughs) and that fell apart. And so um, my kid was gone a lot today and um, that was okay too. All right. So what what I want to talk about is I'm a big proponent of neurotypical peer development, neurotypical peer modeling. But you got to watch out which neurotypical, (laughs) Bears. <laughs> um, okay, so not not everybody that we've been hanging out with lately in the neighborhood um, do I know their families, and so we had some behaviors that were inappropriate for the age, uh, not from my kid, but he was there in the audience. Uh, I'm sure he absorbed. We also have the complete set of Mr. Bean on DVD, <laughs> And if you have ever watched Mr. Bean, he is forever the, the innocent, but some of his actions, especially the ones with the pants coming off, um, are, are hysterical, right? But in the wrong context, they could be um, subversive. Is that a good word? They could be considered of sexual content. So I think it's a variety of those two things plus rising puberty. So he's ever more aware of things. Um, Mom, in my case, I'm a single parent. Dad's gone to heaven. So I'm stuck with the whole birds and the bees conversation with John. Um, I'm trying to stay ahead of the game and uh, help him with whatever it is that we need to talk about. Also, John, by personality, is more right now in this time of his life, more the follower than the leader. And he has a lot of his mom in him, even though we, I adopted one cell to get John. So I hatched him, but John is not of my genetic egg. But he is a class clown, and I was a class clown. We like to entertain people. John's in a group of kids. They're laughing. He will ramp up. Uh, his impulse control and his self-regulation, okay, is a thing. And then he will be extra silly, extra loud to make people laugh, to fit in. Um, We're we're trying to work on the context of tone of voice. Um, What you say in one situation may not be, and is funny, may not be funny in a different situation, even if it's the same people. A joke you tell once. You don't tell a joke second, third, fourth time. That's way too close to stemming. There's just so many so- social nuances, right? That um, when you when you don't have expressive language, you're missing out on the the game. But when you do get developmentally delayed expressive language, and you're trying to catch up, and you're hanging with with kids that have a variety of backgrounds and a variety of ages, and you're trying to just make the best of your little social village here in this COVID-19 when you have a really limited swath of, of people that, you know, you can hang with. Um, well, anyway, we've had more than, our, more than our typical share of drama. And and as a host mom, I've been just trying to work through it, talking to the parents, having all the conversations with the kids, trying to be transparent, trying to be honest, trying to be straightforward forward with everybody. It's almost become a second career. <laughs> that stuff takes a lot of time. Um, I'm sure you know what I mean. All right. So, what happened today? They were upstairs. I heard a lot of laughter, so I went upstairs to check out what was happening. Three kids were laughing, and I don't know. I didn't see John, and it turned out John pulled a Mr. Bean trick. Um, nobody saw anything, but it was inappropriate. Um, under most circumstances, they were, so we had to have a talk. I had to have like multiple talks. I brought John downstairs. I had some private talks with him outside. Then I went upstairs to check with the other kids to get some more facts. And I came down to talk to John. Then I went back upstairs to talk to the kids to get some more facts. So I made some uh, laps on the stairs trying to understand what happened, who saw what. Um, nothing. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful. Then we needed to, uh, talk about um, what you do to friends. If if somebody's got developmental delay, if they're trying to play class clown, don't laugh. Correct him. Help him not. If he's stemming, say John. That's stemming. Stop. Help them all learn how to help guide our kids. And they're his peers and older. Um, but it's if somebody does something that's inappropriate. It's it's not. It's not. It's just juvenilely, developmentally delayed, silly, inappropriate. Nobody was hurt, but I was aghast. <laughs> um, so then the main conversation, though, is between John and Mom because he has to take responsibility for that. We have to have a short, not too wordy, right? A short, but to the point conversation about why that's not okay that's not what you do you you can't do that anyway without going into too much detail here um, I, I'm not trying to make this too specific there may be some application in your life and uh, um, I hope that you can gather some we're just brainstorming here about parenting because you know when you're when you're parenting for n- neurally diverse for learning differences misbehaviors that's one world right? And I've often made the joke about, hey, what if you've got to start parenting for neurotypical misbehaviors because of, you know, you're waking up fan winkle kind of thing and you hope your kids watching others and it's like oh all of a sudden now add puberty and some of the antics of Mr. Bean and add words and phrases and concepts that he's heard the other kids get in trouble for three layers of drama previously it's just like oh we got just a little bit too hot of a thing to handle here so <laughs> I'm I'm uh I'd it, it, it takes some parenting, right? It takes direct, honest conversations with everybody. And then it takes um, redemption. And don't do that again. Uh, so we, we did that. And I've not belabored the point. What I did want to do is share this graphic here. So um, uh, Amy Weatherly looks like she was the author of this. It looks like an Instagram, doesn't it? Quoting. Children have this amazing way of becoming exactly who we tell them they are. Now also, I might say, adults have this. Children of all heights have this amazing way of becoming exactly who we tell them that they are. Not too, too many of us listen to our own moral compass exclusively, right? Um, I've been paying attention, among others, to Carolyn Miss lately of trying to be aware of my own as a parent as a as an adult as a woman as a mother as a human being of my own moral compass what's right what's wrong not using everybody else's facebook posts as my compass but what's right in my mind it's what's right in my heart what's right for me for my family okay so i'm we we're, we're talking about multiple layers here in this uh, in this Graphic. Continuing. If we tell them they are strong, if I tell you that you are strong, if I tell myself that I am strong, then I will become strong. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? A rising tide lifts all boats, right? Continuing. If we tell them they are kind, if I tell my kids, uh, the ones I'm around, that they are kind, if they are good leaders, if they're making good choices, they will rise to that water level. They will fulfill that prophecy. They will become kind. Very similar to, we've talked about this before, watering the flowers, not watering the weeds. Watch what we say, how we say it. Watch what we think, because what we think will lead to what we say. What we say will lead to what we do. And then what we do repeatedly will lead to our habits, right? And oh, so hard to change a habit. Far better to revise in that early thinking time or even just how we talk to ourselves. If we tell them they are capable, they become capable. If you and I were having a cup of coffee... And wouldn't that be awesome right now, with this whole self-quarantine thing and and communicable communicability communicability communicating problems right? Uh, communicating viruses, contagion. If it weren't for all this contagion stuff, and you and I were sitting around having a cup of coffee, that would be awesome. And if I told you that you were capable, you would be. You would feel better about yourself. You would you'd straighten your body up a little bit. Your your uh, posture would improve. So speak life to our kids, into our kids, speak hope, speak truth, speak power, speak empowerment, speak risk, speak, um, uh, taking responsibility, right? Speak empowerment to your kids, to your friends, to your family, to yourself so that then they will have what it takes to tackle their own life one day. And so if we're helping our friends through a situation and they need a good listening ear, or you're trying to help your child that's just come out of college and now what? Right? I got one of those too. If you're trying to talk with your employees and you need to listen because they need to speak, and then when it is your time, your turn, your opportunity to speak life to them, what do you say that will help them rise to your grand expectations of them? And I don't mean expectation in the wrong way. I mean your hope. That that gift of empowerment to each other. That they are capable. That you trust them. That you will delegate a task and not micromanage. Um, that I will not nag my kid. We will have a list and I won't keep nagging him. As an example. So here's some new, other new cool things that happened today. I can tell that he is... Uh, approaching ever more independence. All right, so he did a lot of new things in his getting clean before he goes to bed phase. It's a kind of a complicated shower, and um, we just, we practiced the water pressure, I'm sorry, the water temperature, because it gets hot, hot, really fast. And then I turned it off, and then it was his job to turn it on, and then he's in charge of everything. Well, up to now, shampooing has not been his favorite thing, and he's not needed to use deodorant soap, because we're still pre-stink, but um, he uh, was using the soap and the shampoo, very proud of himself, managing the shower. I was not anywhere near the room, managing the temperature. I could hear him yelling, so I went, I just checked on him, and he said, yeah, I'm fine. I don't know what he was saying, but it was not come in here please (laughs) because we're doing this whole privacy thing right i mean if i'm telling him dude those are your privates they're just for private in your room nobody else maybe the doctor but there's just i'm sorry mr bean just isn't going to do that kind of thing all right and it's inappropriate you cannot do that um it's not funny I don't care what Mr. Bean says or does. And it doesn't matter what the other kids say or do. This is where it's, it is is a challenge for our young folks that have the, the developmental delay. They are more youthful. And I will explain this to his peers more than once. That what's, That's stemming. That's developmental delay. That's what an anaphylactic reaction will do. It'll stop the, the child's production of human growth hormone. This is what you say, this is what you do, this is how it works, and just give them the facts. I'm, a, I'm amazed at how resourceful and capable and resilient and smart John's um, uh, friends are, the, the neighbors that he has, the ones he pals around with. He's an extremely lucky boy, but we also grow that village. So you see, it's my responsibility to make sure that everybody understands what's going on, who says what, get to the bottom of the story, find the facts, don't make judgments, be transparent, encourage honesty, all those old-fashioned kinds of things, right? What I also wanted to share was, so back to John, getting clean, um, with a whole new range of privacy and personal care. Um, He's not messed with the soap before. He's not been keen on the shampoo before. And I also saw him holding the towel (laughs) in a new way. And um, up to now, he's been kind of, hey, let it all hang out, you know, um, in the privacy of the house. Um, Not body conscious at all. So no shaming, no worry about that. Um, But because of what happened today, I saw him generalize the concept of privates, privacy. We don't do that. Nobody saw anything, but the idea is not right. We aren't going to do that. And so he wrapped the towel around him Self in a new, different way, and that was really exciting. So this new, these new growth things. At the same time, he's trying to figure out all the new language and the social innuendos, and hanging in there with the kids. So he he was gone, uh, and we have another young lady who's staying with us. So the kids were gone this afternoon. Um, they, they did three or four different things. They rode bikes with some buddies to the park, then they went to their house, then they did something else, and they did something else. So John's in a nice little rat pack of kids, a nice little posse of kids, good kids of the same age. I, I made the mistake once of too many layers of different ages, not good choice, mom. Stick to one, like maybe just a couple years of difference, even though John is the youngest by developmental delay. Now, he's not the youngest as far as birthday candles, but in some ways, his thought processes are more innocent, more um, juvenile than some of the other kids, which has it actually as kind of a sweet effect because they all kind of cluck in after him, and he often needs being clucked after. Um, And I'm always checking to see, okay, what did you watch? What did you do? Not in a bossy pants kind of a way, but I'll ask him first. We're, we're trying to encourage conversation, He's telling me the story. So this is all what happened, but can you put it into some sentences and tell me? Can you answer my questions? It's really actually what the therapists are doing. And then I do have the neurotypical um, uh, peer to fill in the story, you know, afterwards. But I want it from his mouth. He needs to be conversational with me. Now, I hear through the grapevine from the kids that John talks a lot when he's not with me. So I'm not sure what kind of, um, uh, I I don't know why that is. Um, And I, I don't try to put pressure on him with asking questions. But he needs to know how to have conversations with adults, whether it's mom or whether it's somebody else. So, um, anyway, I just wanted to share that tonight. It was such a big... Friggin' thing today because it was a high and a low and a high and a low and you have those days of parenting right and you go oh my goodness this this pu- almost puberty thing and we're almost to braces and we're almost or well we're technically in eighth grade right now but not in all ways um and when he's hanging with his peers yes he is uh, more innocent than they, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it can certainly lower the temperature in the room, right? But if he decides he wants to try to heat up and meet the higher temperature of of because uh, of his longings or he is wanting to fit in or something, well then how do we how do we help our kids to appropriately do those uh, um, things toward toward love toward, Um, uh, attraction toward the birds and the bees, toward having a girlfriend boyfriend, toward expressing yourself that way. So up to now, I've, we've just been handling it, reading books, talking about whatever we need to, and I think we're fine. I have revisited that uh, conversation with him strongly today. I don't think I will talk about it much tomorrow. I really hope that it's water under the bridge, but I will be watching his behavior, his choices, to, con- to confirm that he did really continue to generalize them to understand what happened yesterday. I don't want him to feel any shame because there was really nothing to be shamed about. Um, it didn't go that far. It didn't get dramatic. Um, it wasn't toward anybody. It was just a silly, goofy Mr. Bean thing. So I'm sure you have some version of that at your house. And my kid's uh, almost 14, but he looks very prepubescent. He looks very underdeveloped. His mitochondrial is not there. And so, you know, um, uh, maybe somebody, he doesn't have a lot of hair. Okay. So I, I don't know how that works into what you're trying to do with your kids. If they have developmental delay, if they have longings, if they want to try to say something that fits in and it's not exactly socially appropriate. How do so we're, we're always working on socially appropriate. Now here's another example for you. right now just because of the way life is, um, I have several other um, kids that are living in our house. One is a, a, a girl a couple of uh, years by birthday candles older than John, but far more mature compared to where John is emotionally right now where his with his developmental delay. plus girls, She's a firstborn, and girls develop faster than boys do. I also have a younger girl and a younger family, like a little six-year-old, and she's very um, uh, gentle like a little girl would be, okay? So I'm trying to explain to John that how he acts talks, the voice he uses, the loudness, the volume, the things he says. He hears kids yell at each other saying things. And so if he models what the big kids do when they're wrestling toward the little six-year-old girl when she's extra sensitive... And we had some of that today, too. Well, we then had to go through all the apology, practice the voice, practice the tone of voice. It's got to be believable. And it's like we don't really do princess in this house. We do rousty boys um, or older kids who can hang and understand that and aren't really sensitive like a little girl would be. But I tell John, I said, John, if you want to hang around with little girls, with younger girls, they need you to be much more gentle, careful, slow, quiet. All right. Um, So we had some of that today, too. So it has been a monster big day of social emotional learning for John. And he even managed to (laughs) uh, clean himself in shampoo and bar soap, which was new to him. And I' uh, wrap the towel around him in a different way for more privacy. yay so it's a been a it's been a day of social emotional learning and I hope you have the same for your family, your kids. I hope you have some modeling that works. I, we're taking a little bit of um, uh, appropriate risk we're, we're choosing to have a, have a few people in our life Um but we're also really careful about the mask and the social distancing and all that. So we're not breaking anybody's rules and it's been good for John. It's been more drama for me. And, uh, but that's fine because John's way forward is still going to be through the tunnel of peer, uh, peer modeling through neurotypical. We just have to, we're like, Oh great. Now we're really kind of getting into puberty and, um, it just, A little bit more heads up now when I'm, I don't just walk away from the backyard or walk away from a group of kids, especially if I don't know them. Um, I just have to uh, just keep that ear close, watch behaviors, watch some things. Uh, You know, um, Andy Griffith, the old Andy Griffith show, Barney Fife, the deputy, he was such a funny little mousy guy until he got all revved up, right? And he has this one little phrase. Um, got to nip it in the bud, Andy, nip it in the bud. So, um, I guess I'm just watching because John, uh, I got to nip it in the bud with John on certain things. I do not want his neural pathways toward the wrong direction, toward the edge of the cliff, the edge of the cliff. I do not want those little puppies any stronger than they absolutely have to be. So I'm going to intervene ASAP. Okay, and we're gonna. If I need to engage the village of whatever kids around, it, I'm going to. And if John is stubborn and requires that I um, embarrass him a little bit in front of the other kids, but we we're, we're talking straightforward communication. All right telling kids, if we tell, if I tell the whole little room full of kids what's going on and what's happening, and this is the scientific word for it and all that, it doesn't personalize. It doesn't shame. It's just, this is what we're going to be doing. And we're going to be doing it for everybody. We've got one set of rules in this little village here. But yep, John's pushed me to that some too. But then the kids will ask questions like, You know, we have conversations about what is stemming and why. What is an anaphylactic reaction? What is this thing about grief when a boy has lost his dad and his dad's gone? Um, Somebody lost their grandma, John lost his dad. Um, These are all big conversations to have with kids and you don't enter into them lightly, especially when they are not your children. Uh, They're somebody else's children, but there's no reason to avoid it. they're far more capable and understanding than than we think and then we're also helping them to have the opportunity to grow into being kind and good leaders and like I told them today I said if somebody does something goofy like that again around you all do not laugh that just encourages a, an inappropriate behavior i said be a good friend be kind tell your friend and if it's john Tell them, say, John, that's inappropriate. Don't do that. That's not funny. Help them. Guide them. Teach them. We had to do that with his voice. We had to do that with the Mr. Bean thing. But that's the only way our kids will learn. That's the only way anybody learns is trial and error. Made a mistake. Uh, adjust my um, performance review at work. Uh, d- dig through it. Um, have, a dec- have a straightforward conversation have the communication, uh, build a better relationship, don't be codependent, forgive, move on, redemption. Pretty universal. Uh, But um, (laughs) yikes, you're telling me my kid did that? (laughs) Um, I'm not surprised. And um, it's okay to get to the bottom of it. Ask questions and then accept that. And have the teachable moment with the kids. No shame. Have a, uh, have a conversation. Have a meeting. I call it, okay guys, we need to have a meeting. Maybe it's a family meeting or something else. The kids are used to me calling meetings. <laughs> so maybe that will help you, okay? And if not, and, you, and if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then you are a pretty lucky person. I don't know how long your luck's going to hold. But uh, here's some ideas to consider and to ponder. All right. I appreciate your time. It's a joy to speak with you. All right. Until next time. Bye-bye.